Stream Anime Radio. From the greatest city in the world and also a city known for its maritime activities, broadcasting to fans of anime and J-pop all around the world. It's been a while, but we are back with the Extreme Anime Radio podcast. I am JR, and I am so happy, honored, and blessed to be joined by a wonderful person, somebody who's been involved with XAR... uh, I want to tease sometimes longer than me. No, but I think it was around the same time. Uh, and that would be Mika Zelda. Hi, Mika Zelda. Welcome. Hello. Hello, everybody. Welcome, welcome. Um, it is Mika tonight, not uh, Nef Canuck, because as you heard, um, if you follow us at all, um, this may be news, though, if you're actually listening to us on the podcast and subscribe. Uh, but Nef Canuck severe, uh, suffered a serious injury um, that required surgery about three weeks ago. I have an update from Nef Canuck that he wrote that we're going to read out on the air here in just a moment. But um, uh, when I uh, made the announcement, Mika stepped forward and they said, Hey, JR, if you need a uh, co-host for the podcast, please let me know. And so here you are. Thank you again and welcome. Of course, not a problem. And uh, we have Bree subscribing here with the emoji uh, exploding on the screen. Hi, Bree. And we also have Mika Zelda resubscribing with the emojis exploding on the screen. I literally just looked over at the stream and I'm like, oh, I have my subscription available. Okay. <laughs> and probably a few others might be renewing too because we haven't been around for a while because it's been yeah. about almost a month since we had a last stream. Uh, and Liz. <laughs> Uh, now we have a hype train. <laughs> Just like that, we have a hype train. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yay for hype trains. Yeah, right? Um, but, um, oh, boy. So now we have a five-minute hype train. Congratulations. Although we can't do any audio effects here because we're recording this for the podcast. And our podcast yeah. listeners would be like, you know, this sounds kind of odd to... Uh, you know, have these little random things. Oh, and look, we have another hype train. Now we have a high P train. <laughs> wow. Subscribe to tier three. Thank you, Flax. Uh, wow. Um, I am flattered, and I thank you guys here. Uh, you're about to beat your last record. Keep up the support. That's the message I'm getting here right now. But uh, anyway... Um, this is a cause for celebration, I know, um, but as we're waiting for possibly more subscriptions to come in, <laughs> uh, Meek, I know there are a few people, well, I know most people know who you are, but some people watching or listening don't. So could you please introduce yourself once again for the uh, 53rd time, it seems? Sure. Um, hi, I am Mika Zelda. kind of still known as Mako-chan Cosplay. I am one of the Sarah Yoshida cosplayers as well as both a cosplayer and helped originate the second mascot, um, Yumemi Butai. Um, and she's she's like my baby. Um, <laughs> I am also I am also a fellow streamer on Twitch. 
Um, I stream, I stream at Mikazelda. My schedule's still kind of wonky, mm -hmm. but um, I VTube over there, so you won't see this. You'll see, you'll see my wonderful VTuber that I is like a placeholder until I can afford an actual VTuber. Mm -hmm. Um, but I am a stage manager in real life, and I'm still in school for. Um, I'm actually changing my major from education to photography. Mm. So, um, I'll be doing that on top of all of my theater activities, and mm -hmm. I think I think that's it, really. <laughs> <laughs> Big Sailor Jupiter fan. Oh yes, very much. Um, if you can't, well, you can't really tell by my background, but that's a Sailor <laughs> Moon back. That's that's, uh, that's an art I found like years ago, um, and that's basically. All of the girls plus Mama Here you go. at an arcade. There's, Ma there's Mako. <laughs> I moved there's you over. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's an image of all of the girls at, at the arcade. Mm. Um, so um, I've had that image for many, many years. Um, if you look at my Twitch, pro if you took a look at my Twitch page when I'm offline, that's my banner. Mm -hmm. um, because I just felt it's. It fits me so well because it's Sailor Moon and it's gaming. Of course. And then, then I'm repping my favorite game series today with Legend of Zelda. Yes. Because <laughs> we're, le we're, we're less than a month for Tears of the Kingdom, and I'm so excited. That, that's the latest one. Uh, what do you think of the previews? Oh, my gosh. I'm dying over them. Um, I... When I watched this latest trailer, I mm -hmm. listened to the voice of Ganondorf, which has never been voiced before. So uh -huh. that was a treat okay. to finally have a voice to put to Ganondorf mm -hmm. after all of these years. Um, but I was listening to his voice and I'm like, why does that sound so familiar? Mm -hmm. And I started listening back. I've been watching a lot of Critical Role lately, which is um, a bunch of voice actors getting together and doing D&D campaigns. Right. And they're in the middle of their third campaign. So I started listening to the DM, Matt Mercer. Mm -hmm. And I listened to him do some of the more gruff characters and the big bads. And I'm like, wait a minute. I went immediately to uh, behind the voice actors and Twitter. And sure enough, he posted on Twitter. I can finally tell you because Nintendo gave the go-ahead. Mm. I am the voice of Ganondorf. Ooh. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I called that. <laughs> I called that so much. I'm like, and I, and I cannot wait to see him. Oh, yeah. Um, very, very nice. Um, so, yes, uh, that's how uh, that's how we became friends initially. Uh, when you started uh, um, listening to us when we were streaming music and we had a... Uh, we had a um, commonality, if you will, with Sailor Moon at the time. Mm -hmm. So, oh my goodness, it's been such a long time. And I can hearken now back to just a couple of months ago or a few months ago when Bree and I went to the Sailor Moon store. Oh, yes. And I keep so sending nice. Mika stuff from the Sailor Moon store. <laughs> Every time. Yeah. Every time. Like the newest the newest thing was a Sailor Jupiter happy birthday in her eternal Sailor Jupiter outfit. So yes. it's sitting it's sitting on the bookshelf that um viewers of the stream can't see because of my background. Mm. But it's back there. She's here. Yep. The hype train has completed. So we're gonna get some uh hype uh choo choo emojis in here with a uh, with a dog apparently. It's a cute little pug. <laughs> So, um, Mika, again, uh, is uh, substituting tonight for my usual co-host, Neff Canuck. Uh, and as I mentioned, um, suffered an injury a few weeks ago. I want to go ahead and read a statement um, from Neff Canuck right now, um, which is on your screen. Uh, Neff Canuck here, uh, and this is his update as of the day we're recording this, which is April 19th, 2023. As most of you know by now, I suffered a serious injury in my home at the end of March 2023. The injury was to my left shoulder, which means that right now I cannot use my left arm or hand. My right hand is unable to substitute for it, meaning that I'm currently in a rehabilitation center working to get the use back of my left arm and hand. 
I am hopeful that after therapy that I can return to the Neff Cave in around a month's time, but that will depend upon how well I heal. Thanks for all the well wishes, and I'll be back in the Extreme Anime Radio podcast and Twitch streams as soon as I can. I'll provide updates as to my progress as I hit my goals in returning home. Thanks for listening to the Extreme Anime Radio podcast, and I will see you all as soon as I can. So that is the update from Neff Canuck. Uh, I don't know if he's uh, watching us tonight, but if you are Neff, we're going to continue to root for you and hope that you have a successful recovery. And um, so, yes, Mika is here with me to co-host tonight. Um, For those of you watching us, if you want to take us on the road, you can always download our podcast at the old Anchor link, which still works, uh, as far as I know, anchor.fm forward slash anime radio, powered by Spotify now, Spotify for podcasters. And if you're listening to us, watch all of our Twitch antics at twitch.tv forward slash extreme anime radio. Uh, after the show tonight, um, I asked Mika what they would like to try to play tonight as our post-game uh, stream. And Mika said... Murder of Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> I heard about it when it came out around April Fool's Day, and apparently it was good. <laughs> so why not? Apparently, a very positive reviews on Steam. And at first, uh, I don't know what you thought, Mika, but I thought this is definitely an April Fool's joke. Mm-hmm. That's but- exactly what I thought. <laughs> But uh, who knows if it's, uh, you know, something short and sweet or maybe something that's as long as Ace Attorney. (laughs) Oh, yeah, absolutely. But uh, no, Ace Attorney, um, the Great Ace Attorney Chronicles uh, is something that we're going to pick up, hopefully, uh, uh, when Neff's well enough to join us back on the streams. Um, so, um, that will be on pause for a little bit and, uh, we may do some streams or maybe some YouTube releases from time to time. Uh, oh, I tried something yesterday, Mika, uh, and it ended in miserable failure, but we sort of recovered at the very end because what I did was I flew the Umemi jet. We had new artwork of Umemi and we put it at the back of a, um, a business jet, and we flew it from Connecticut over to Pearson Airport in Toronto, which is Neff's uh, closest airport, and uh, yeah, everything seemed to go well, and then I tried to land the plane, and then Flight Simulator gave me about four frames per second. Ooh. (laughs) if you never good. No, so if you guys want to see what I'm talking about, probably sometime this evening, um, after we finish all of the streams, I'm going to release the YouTube video of the entire Flight Simulator flight. Well, not the entire flight, but it's cut up a little bit. Um, The flight goes, for the most part, very well until I land, and then the fame the frame race just dropped down to expletive. And uh, I've been consulting with Mika and a few others about this. Uh, I think it's time for me to upgrade my graphics card. Although people like NVIDIA and company aren't making it easy at all. No, the prices are still astronomically high. Mm-hmm. Um, because everybody has been starting, like, even with us going back into society and the pandemic while it's not over we don't care about it as much Mm -hmm. um people are still trying to get new parts and upgrade things to their computers and graphics cards are generally the most expensive thing in a computer anyway Mm -hmm. and the prices just jumped super high once the pandemic hit Mm -hmm. and now the prices seem to have come down a little bit but we're still being met with like four hundred, five hundred dollars for like the the low end uh, graphics cards. Right. So so that's that's where everybody's struggle is right now. Like I'm even contemplating upgrading my graphics card here soon. Just the prices are still way too much for me mm. to upgrade, yeah. and everything that is within my price range would be a downgrade. To what I already have, so that's either you have you, you downgrade or you stay the same and <laughs> stay within budget, or 
you splurge on your budget and you actually get an upgrade. And if you splurge, then you might as well just build a new computer at that point, Absolutely. right? Absolutely, <laughs> yeah. Just get ev just get everything: a new motherboard, a new processor, um, new and new RAM cards, new new SSDs, like everything. A new case. Even yeah. get a new case. <laughs> this case that I've had for two and a half years now now the front of it is sort of scratched a little bit from where I put the boom mic for the. <laughs> <laughs> the <Oops>. desk <laughs> but um, that that's the other thing I think that has happened because I don't think uh, I don't think we've had a, a podcast show per se since I got the new desk right no this is the first one yeah you, you you held off the podcast for I think a week so you gave yourself time to build the desk get everything organized on the desk you the way you wanted it and then Neff it got injured Right. And the podcast was put off for two more weeks. So mm. so this is your first stream with the new desk. Wow. Mika is very knowledgeable. Thank you for jogging this old memory over here. <laughs> <laughs> I remember the weirdest things. Mm -hmm. Like like I remember one event when I uh, one traumatic event when I was five, but I don't remember the rest of my childhood. <laughs> so it's so it's weird how my mind works. I could tell you a few things, but uh, then the podcast will have to go on for four hours with This Is Your Life, JR and Mika, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty but, much. But no, uh, I've posted the pictures in our Discord. Um, a Eureka Gaming Desk. Uh, a Eureka Gaming is one of the, uh, the major, not high-end, but one of the major gaming providers out there that does gaming furniture and whatnot. So I got uh, the Eureka Ergonomic Desk. And uh, I bought the keyboard attachment as well. Uh, that ran about 300 bucks total. And, uh, oh, I'm loving it. The, the most important thing is that I have room to stretch my legs. <laughs> That's Be always a plus. Because as you remember, Mika, with the previous desk, which was a hand-me-down, I think, from the turn of the millennium, um yes there's no way and to me to move my legs and especially now that i had a hip injury and a hip replacement it's nice to move these legs and stretch them out every so often absolutely yeah <laughs> so i got the desk then i got a new monitor i ended up giving the old monitor that i had which is a 24 inch hd up to my parents who live in the upstairs apartment they have the old XAR station rig that I built. Oh, nice. The, the computer that used to run the station is upstairs in the upstairs apartment, and I rejigged it uh, when I built this um, so that they could have, uh, you know, a nice faster computer to use. Now that's starting to, you know, get aged and whatnot because that's over 10 years old, I think. And um, so they have that one, and now I have this one, which is a 31.5-inch 2K. Oh, nice. So that's why I may look a little different here on the screen, because now I have to look up a little further to see the camera, and uh, I have to make sure that everything is, um, you know, up to snuff with hooking up the equipment uh, to do the podcast. Uh, something else that I learned while doing all this together and just reading some more um, reviews from people. Um, something I never did when I built this computer two and a half years ago is up, update the chipsets on the motherboard. So I did that, and one of the things uh, that included in that upgrade was uh, upgrading the sound. And I told Meek uh, I'm a little annoyed now because now when I try to plug uh, something into the, the phone jacks here, um, I don't get a pop-up saying, you've plugged in a headset, you've plugged in a microphone. No, now I just have to plug it in and pray that I plugged in the correct thing. <laughs> yeah, that, that would cause a lot of, like, that would cause me a lot of stress because I have an external hard drive and then I have my headsets, mm -hmm. my, um, headphones. I have, spe I have external speakers that the headphones are connected into, mm -hmm. but, uh, that these earbuds are. But I have way I have a nice pair of Razer Kitty ear uh, headphone over the ear headphones if I don't feel like the ear uh, ear uh, the earpods. Mm. Um, and now I can't imagine not being told, "Hey, guess what? You have something plugged in. Did you plug the right thing in?" I can't 
imagine. I can't <laughs> imagine it. <laughs> um, Flax is asking me if the old XAR computer still has the songs on the disc. Um, the old hard drive is uh, still up there containing the songs, but when I gave it to my parents, I switched to a newer hard drive. So the old songs are in there, but the old songs are also on this computer. The old songs are also on my a couple of my laptops. So in case I need to have like a little groove in the background, I could just call up the music and there we go, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Do miss the days of uh, streaming uh, music and online radio, but... Uh, you know, uh, things go up in price, and then pff, you got to make a decision. <laughs> exactly. But, um, Miko, while I have you here, I want to prod your brain about your interest in everything Disney, because that's one of the other things sure. you adore. I um, absolutely love Disney. My husband and I will automatically say we are Disney adults. Yes. He has, he's been to Disney 27, a total of 27 times. What? Yeah, they took vacations to Disney every summer when he was a kid, um, up until his mom passed, and uh -huh. then we started going together. He took yeah. me for the first time in 2019. I had never been before, and now I and now my list of how many times I've gone is starting to build. <laughs> um, that's where uh, he proposed at Disney, that right? That is where he proposed. First day of our trip in 2019, my very first trip to Disney World. Mm. Um, we were getting ready to, um, we were standing in the hub area right in front of Cinderella Castle for the fireworks show. Um, and I have really bad crowd anxiety. And I was starting to get really anxious, and I felt like a panic attack was going to come on. Mm -hmm. um, so I was trying to keep myself occupied as best as I possibly could because the fireworks were about 10 minutes away. Right. Um, they, ha they have us stand up and move forward to f bring more people closer to the, uh, to the stage area so mm -hmm. we're closer to the castle. And that also fills up all of the pathways they create when people just sit there for a couple hours. Mm -hmm. um, so when they did that, um, we were all moving, and I was thinking he was beside me on either side of me, but he wasn't. So, of course, my crowd anxiety started making me panic even more. Mm -hmm. um, no, I turn around, he's on one knee with a ring theme to Beauty and the Beast, because that's my favorite Disney movie, and Zales has a whole Disney Enchanted collection of different princesses, and he picked the Beauty and the Beast one. Mm -hmm. um, and he proposed to me right then and there. We'd only been dating six months at that time. So, so, but he saw, like, like he knew he wanted to be with me the moment like I started helping him with, uh, with his mom's fight with cancer mm. um and now he's in the chat yeah giving, i saw that <laughs> giving opinions um <laughs> he um and ever since then we've gone we went we honeymooned there we um went to our first anniversary there we're planning on second anniversary i'm trying to talk him into taking me to california um for our anniversary this year because we haven't because even though he's been to Disney World 27 times he has never been to Disneyland mm. so it would be the first time for both of us if we got if we got the chance to go and mm -hmm. it would be it, it would be November time frame because we got married um November 19th right um so um we're definitely Disney adults, and I don't think there's any way to stop. Like we're going, we're going again in August um, <laughs> to take my god to take my godson um, for his first trip. He's uh -huh. he's gonna be he's gonna be six, and we're okay. going for we're, we're going for his birthday. Oh wow! Our first day in the parks is his birthday, <laughs> so so it'll be like really really magical for him. And your, your husband, who's apparently in the chat, wants to know if he could finally wear a hula skirt to the parks. 
I say no. <laughs> Every time. He's, he's got this fascination with coconut and bras and hula skirts because of Lilo and Stitch. <laughs> so. Well, uh, maybe, uh, I know he'll probably interject, but uh, based on your recent trip to uh, Walt Disney World, uh, you're the master of the, uh, I'm going to call it like the 48-hour Disney World turnaround. I don't know how we did it. Like, like I honestly have no idea. I was exhausted, like, literally that whole week I came back. Right. So, for context, I was in the middle of um, a production stage manager job with the school. Um, mm -hmm. Under my degree program, we um, do, two show, uh, do two shows a semester. So, this was the second show of the semester, and we were... Uh, we were um, it it was a student a student uh, new work festival, so there were three students that wrote one act plays. Um, mm -hmm. Two of those got fully staged, um, and the other was a stage read. And then we also had a few solos that students wrote and pretty much directed themselves mm. um, with. Um, so we opened the show. We went, we got through the first weekend, and then I had a tech day for the solos and the stage read because they were separate. They were, their days were separated. Okay. So I went to tech for about three hours, and then I got on a plane, went to Disney World. Um, we made it into Orlando at like 8 30, made it to our resort at 9 30. Um, and then went to Magic Kingdom on April 3rd for the return of the same fireworks show I just said that Chris proposed to me at. Mm. And then at 4.45 p.m. we got on a flight home on the 4th. So, so would I do that ever again? No, I would not. <laughs> because, because one like the last time we went to magic kingdom for one day was when we were already there for a week at universal mm -hmm. we got in super early so we said let's go to magic kingdom for a day and mm -hmm. that happened to be the last time that i saw happily ever after before the 50th anniversary fireworks show mm -hmm. um so that was fine we were already on vacation it worked out mm -hmm. whereas i took a we took literally three days in between my and my show days and when I had to be back for class mm. and went and went specifically for the return of a fireworks show that means so much to us uh, but uh no I think uh the the next question when you make a, a trip and you decide to go to Disneyland in California uh Protest. Uh, he, your husband is protesting. We'll do that again for Tokyo after we have a week vacation there. Yeah, that's where you got to go. You got to go to Disney, uh, Tokyo, Disneyland, Tokyo, Disney Sea. I went to yeah, Disney Sea many be, years ago. That'll be on our Disney. Uh, that'll be on our um, to do list when we go to Japan finally. We're mm. kind of planning it for our fifth year, fifth anniversary. Okay. But nothing's like super set in stone quite yet. Right. So. You could go in two years of Osaka 2025, the expo. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I could, I could keep that and keep that in mind, honey. I know you're watching. Keep that in mind. <laughs> um, but now the question becomes: uh, we're trying to lead into when you go to uh, Disneyland, whenever that happens, will you take your spouse over to Universal and to Super Mario Brothers Land? I'm actually trying to talk him into doing that <laughs> because because the the big thing is is yes Universal Orlando is building Epic Universe and that's where the rumors are that Super Nintendo World will be here. Okay. Well, uh, where that where they're putting that, but then I also heard another rumor that they're well, this uh, the first half's not a rumor. The second half is. Mm -hmm. Um, they're closing, and I don't think Chaos knows. Uh -oh. But they're closing, and they're closing Poseidon's Fury, and there's speculation that um, a Legend of Zelda themed world is gonna go there. There's oh. speculation. That's an island. That's an island of adventure, so it would fit 
It would fit very much into it. And most of the rest of uh, Islands of Adventure is IPs anyway. Mm. Um, it's not original Universal creative stuff. It's it, like they, they have... Um, they have Jurassic World in there. They have mm. they have one half of the Harry Potter se uh, section of the parks. Right. Um, they have um, King Kong. They've got um, Dr. Seuss is in Islands of Adventure. Mm. So they've got all of these IPs in there. And then you have Poseidon's Fury in original Universal Parks creation. Mm. Um tucked away and it's not as popular as it was when it first came out before uh. all of these ips came in so it's only kind of fitting mm. but it's a rumor that the legend of zelda world world's even going to be there um they may just merge it with super mario world once mm -hmm. they open it in orlando but 2025 is actually speculated when epic universe is supposed to open again mm. rumors everything rumors but he says he knew it was closing. It's a standing room only walkthrough show. Your knee would be screaming. Oh, apparently yeah. that the 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 room wasn't too good, huh? Yeah, I have runner's knee, and my and my left knee likes to act up when I'm standing and walking for too much uh, for too mm. long without a break. Yeah. Um. So somehow I'm able to do Disney just fine with it, probably because I'm in constant motion at Disney. Right. Right. Um. Universal, I'm still in constant motion, but if I was standing and it's uh, stop and starting like um, Poseidon's Fury is. I've seen walkthroughs. Mm -hmm. um, if I if I were to do Poseidon's Fury specifically, I'd probably be sitting for like an hour just oh, wow. so my knee and just so the swelling in my knee can go down. Oh man, no. I uh, I know sometimes I get issues when I stand for too long and don't move around with my feet and stuff. So. They, I, I noticed that my feet are f falling asleep more often now since I had the uh, the injury to my hip. So. Yeah, yeah. My, I, I think it's also something about getting older because because I've started to like cry whenever I'm sitting at my computer desk. Uh oh. All right, reconnection successful. Unfortunately. Oh, okay. OBS, OBS decided to be a pain. Yes, everything decided to be a pain. OBS, my internet. <laughs> everything was like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> well, welcome back, everybody. We apologize for the technical difficulties. We did have a little drop out there with our internet and our software and pretty much everything else. <laughs> Hello, uh, Liz. Uh, back uh, we are. Yes, thanks so much. Um, but no, we're talking about uh, various interesting things with my special guest co-host, Mika Zelta. And uh, one of the Disney questions I had for you, Mika, is uh, Disney Dreamlight Valley. You got to tell me all about this game and whether or not uh, you think I should uh, defect from Animal Crossing. <laughs> so Disney Dreamlight Valley is just like you describe it is a disney-fied um animal crossing um however um your tools don't break um you have a lot more customization options mm -hmm. um and there's story built in and uh, built into why you're um helping these various disney characters come to and come back to dreamlight valley Basically, you, as as what appears to be an adult now, would go to Dis uh, would go to Dreamlight Valley as a kid and just play and play with all of the Di all of the Disney characters um, in the valley, and um, it was a magical time. But when she when your character leaves the valley, probably as as you grow up. Um, you're not in the valley as much. Mm -hmm. um, something called the forgetting comes into play here. So you have a bunch, there's a bunch of story built into it. Mm -hmm. um, the forgetting basically made all of the Disney characters forget about you and oh. forget their memories. Like there's a quest line for um, Anna that you have to help Kristoff get his memories back. He doesn't, remember, uh, he doesn't remember Anna. Wow. And and this and this is and their outfits are frozen too. 
So you know that wherever, whatever timeline Disney Dreamlight Valley exists on, mm-hmm. this is at least after Frozen Two. So it's after she's named after Anna's named queen. Mm-hmm. Um, she's in that adventuring outfit. Um, Elsa's in her fifth spirit outfit. Um, and you already know that there that Anna and Kristoff are engaged. So so it hurt her to not. For him not remembering her and all the adventures they have been on. Mm. Um, so I highly, highly recommend checking it out. I know that it is supposed to be free to play. Um, I bought it because it's still in beta. Okay. Um, so when I bought it, I got a bunch of DLC on top of it. Um and it's called the Founders Pack. Okay. Um, so I have a bunch of extra outfits, extra um, decoration, um, but you don't necessarily need all of that for gameplay. Okay. Um, they've had they I, they were supposed to have made it free to play. I think in February because I think the game originally came out in November and they were planning a February. Oh, it's ready to go. Mm. Let's release it for free okay but it hasn't happened yet Mm. so so right now i don't know the status of that but um i think i've seen it at least go on sale once or twice in theme right i've seen that too yeah so it's still like it's still worth it to get it um it just depends on if you want to get the founders pack or not because that that's still available since still very much in beta mm-hmm. um but it's fun like i i haven't touched it in a while just because i've been so busy with shows um mm-hmm. but i have characters like woody and buzz i have stitch i have anna elsa and Kristoff. i have remy from ratatouille wow um, they, they haven't added a whole lot of princesses yet uh-huh but I think the latest character that I got was Mirabelle from Encanto. Ooh. So so they even have her in there. And wow. I'm sure there's I'm sure they're gonna add Raya later. They're gonna add um I'm sure they're gonna add uh, princesses in because the right now the current loading screen has Belle on it and we still haven't seen Belle. <laughs> so so it's like please add the princesses. <laughs> is this something uh is this something where you can choose which characters you interact with or it just happens you can choose okay like i have the i have the fab four so i have mickey minnie donald and goofy mm-hmm. um and you can choose to interact with them and um complete and complete character quests to level and to level them up and as you level them up you get rewards and you actually are able to pick their um, job in mm. the valley so that if you decide you want to hang out with them, they help you with um, different tasks you can do within um, within the valley. So, like, you can um, harvest fruits um, and berries, and a character that you have with you can help boost how many you get. Um, you have a mining ability. Um, so if you have someone like, if I remember correctly, I put all of the frozen characters as my mining buddies. Um, they help you get more gems. So, uh, some quest lines require gems. Mm -hmm. Otherwise you can sell those for Mm -hmm. more coins for more upgrades. Um, you can, you have a shop with Scrooge McDuck and he, (laughs) He, he he sells you like he's not a cheapskate like not as much a cheapskate right um, as you may think but he sell he, he's the shop he right. sells you outfits and furniture mm. um and he has his own quest lines okay so so even though like Remy has the uh, Remy has the restaurant um so and you go there to fulfill orders that the other characters come and sit down in the restaurant to have. Um, so that is going to be one that allows, um, the ability to 
harvest foods that you can cook and make delicious meals that increase your stamina. Um, and also fishing. You can fish. Um, you can um, plant, uh, plant things and harvest things. It's very, very in-depth. And it's, it's very much like... Animal Crossing, but so much more than Animal Crossing, because mm. Animal Crossing, you just break rocks with your pickaxe. <laughs> In Disney Dreamlight Valley, you can get diamonds or mm. rubies or or um or opals. There's a bunch of different gems. All right. By the way, Mika, we had somebody redeem emote only, so that's why we have a little countdown going on in the corner there. So, emote only for another four minutes. Gotcha. Yay. Isn't that? Uh, uh, do you have uh, something like that uh, emote only enabled on your stream from time to time? Yeah, I do. I have it as a channel point redemption, just like how it was redeemed here. Mm -hmm. Um. I'm still a very small channel, so mm. it doesn't get redeemed as often, but it's there. Right. And and my and my emotes um pop in and out every once in a while. Um Oh that that bacon one is really cute. It bacon, yeah. Liz's <laughs> favorite emotes are bacon and uh Cro crochet uh, ro yarn rolls and stuff. Uh she could oh, probably put that emotes. in. Emotes, that's cute. Yep. <laughs> There are a lot of them we could put in there, uh, Liz. Maybe you could uh, show Mika what I'm talking about with the uh, with the yarn. That that yarn is one of her favorites. There you go. Oh, those are cute. <laughs> those are super cute. Yep. So um, and yeah, uh, I would I would definitely recommend Dream uh, Dreamlight Valley. Okay. Uh, if, you, if you love if you if you love Animal Crossing and Disney. Then this is a perfect marriage of the oh, two, yeah. and it gives you so much more um, custom ability in, than Animal Crossing will. All right, maybe I'll take a note for a future stream, perhaps. Yeah, absolutely, and probably, and I might stream it the next time I'm streaming. So, so right. if it's during a convenient time for you, pop on in. Otherwise, my vods will be available. Oh, like thanks. An, an huh? hour after. All right, yeah. Um, one of the things I, I've mentioned to Mika before that I definitely would like to play, and maybe this will be my reward for getting a new graphics card, even though I'm pretty sure that my current graphics card will be able to handle it, uh, Final Fantasy Thirteen. Yes, I ended, <laughs> up, I ended up getting it. Um, because when you told me that it was on Steam, I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> it's on Steam? I thought I would never be able to play that game ever again, because I don't own a PS3 anymore. And even though I have the highest tier PlayStation Plus, none of the Final Fantasy games are on there except for 15. No. Oh. And, 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 like, I love 15. I do. I haven't finished it yet, but I still love it. Um... I still missed I missed thirteen. Like I've been able to replay ten, I mean, 10 and ten two. That's another favorite uh, mm. of the series for me. I've had the remaster disc because they redid it for PS4, and thank God my PS5 can play PS4 discs. <laughs> um, but I never saw that upgrade for PS4 for um PS3 to PS4 for um. 13 and I ended up getting the switch that I got switch. I ended up getting the <laughs> uh, PS4 that was not backwards compatible. So I could not play it. So I pretty much had coasters. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I still yeah, have it. Yeah, yeah, your husband is distracting us with our Harley Quinn uh, emotes there. His second favorite emote. Oh, really? Because he asked, and he's asked me to add a chair to <laughs> my emotes. Um, so he he has something to use because he's 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 an amateur wrestler. Well, mm -hmm. he's he's an amateur pro wrestler. He's not pro pro yet, right? But but he's training to be pro, right? Um, and that's his favorite emote. Wow, is a chair is a chair because he loves using chairs <laughs> um well as we get this uh, countdown nearly finished here uh one of the things uh we do on our podcast is to give the latest 
update on uh, what's happening in Japan. And as I mentioned to you, Mika, before we went on the air, there is a big uh, situation brewing with regards to Japan travel. Um, Not too long ago, um, the group of the Japan Railway Companies announced that they are going to significantly hike the price of the Japan Rail Pass, which is the national rail pass for tourists, uh, people from outside of Japan, to use to do unlimited travel on the Japan Railways, including the bullet trains. Um, One of the best-kept secrets is usually the Japan Rail Pass because of its cost. But now um, they say that as of October, the cost of the Japan Rail Pass is going up by about 60 to 70 percent. And uh, now it is uh, serious enough that uh, the press is uh, giving it all its attention because it is going to potentially be a major dent um, in the plans of anybody who wanted to Um, travel to Japan and consider using a national Japan rail pass because with these new prices, more than likely um, routine trips uh, to be used with the Japan rail pass will no longer be justified. Yeah, and that's kind of what I'm wrestling with and trying to come to terms with that would happen, especially because, um, like I said earlier, um, husband and I are planning on potentially going to, into Japan for our fifth anniversary. Mm. Um, we're coming up on our second anniversary, so it's in about three years time for us. <laughs> um, so that this makes me worry that we have to save up even more money now mm-hmm. to be able to see Japan because I don't know when the next time um, I'll be able to get, we'll be able to get to Japan we'll right. after, after that trip. So right. I want to try to see as much of Japan as possible. Go to Tokyo Disneyland, go to Disney Tokyo Sea, mm-hmm. um, be able to go into Shinjuku, um, Akihabara, mm-hmm. um, do a little bit of sightseeing around Azabu Juban to see like the inspiration behind Sailor Moon location. Mm-hmm. Um, and go and go to different like inspiration love live areas because that's my new obsession right now <laughs> um, that uses real locations like i want to go to numazu which is the numazu um, wow yeah numazu is where love live sunshine is basically implanted into wow so- um and they're have and they're having a big 100th anniversary right now and they are like celebrating like hardcore with love live sunshine mm a two-week so, trip so, is never enough uh, no, chaos. <laughs> no, no, it's definitely not going to be long enough. No, um, we we may have to be there like like as long as a, a tourist can be, like max out how long we can be there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just so we can see as much as possible. Right, because this may be the only time we get to go. Yeah, so you um, want to make the most of it then. Exactly. One month, he says. <laughs> I wouldn't say no. Mm. I wouldn't say no. As 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 long as as long as our tourist visa can get us there for a month, then okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, a tourist visa uh, usually they give it to you on arrival, and in my experience, you get up to ninety days on the tourist visa. Oh, even better. <laughs> even better. I wouldn't take three months in, yeah. in Japan. Um, or or he gets recognized by a re- yeah by new japan pro, new japan pro, pro wrestling, wrestling yeah then i just move there <laughs> then i just move there with him <laughs> we'll get a little house in uh, japan and i'll be a happy camper and I'll, I'll i'll like teach english or something yeah um there are ways to get around um the japan rail pass there are a lot of regional rail passes you can use or you can do what Bree and I did and download an app called Smart EX, which is run by Central Japan Railway, which operates the bullet train between Tokyo and Osaka and then the bullet train continuing over you know, further west. But we bought all of our bullet train tickets there and uh, we actually were able to, by trial and error, tie the tickets to our Suica cards. 
Oh, nice. So. Yeah, because that's that's another thing that I've been kind of hearing because I've been getting a lot of my Japan news off TikTok. Mm. And um, I had heard that yes, for years Japan was like really like paper uh, paper money all the way. They they were still a very physical cash country. Yeah. Um, but now they're starting to move towards using the Suica cards more for payments in some places. And mm -hmm. it's starting to become like more common to see um, contactless payments yes. um, being done. So so it's like they're coming into the new age of using credit cards mm -hmm. and, and prepaid cards. Um, and... Um, but still having that, obviously, that flexibility of still being able to carry a, phys a physical uh, yen bill. Right. Um, and that, and I'm sure we're still going to do that. Like, right. we'll get a Suica card just because it's a Suica card. Right. Um, and we can use it, and, and it'll be a great keepsake afterwards, especially if we never get to go back to Japan. True. But I'm also going to hang on to that one yen coin at the end of the trip. I'll be like, I'm specifically saving a yen coin. Yeah. The lucky ones are supposed to be, I think, uh, the five and the ten yen coins. Five and the ten? Okay. Yeah. Um, but just, I'll be as brief as I can, even though when we talk about Japan and Japan travel, I can never be brief. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, ever since the onset of the pandemic... Um, Japan has gone contactless in a lot of things. Even when you went to the country, you used to fill in all these forms, you know, paper and pen and stuff. Not anymore. Now you just do it on your phone. You do your, um, uh, your quarantine declaration, which that's, that's probably going to go away now because next month, uh, Japan's downgrading COVID. So the COVID restrictions are going away. Um, uh, but they're still keeping, uh, ways you can, uh, uh, enroll through immigration and customs. You can make your immigration and customs declarations before you hop on the plane. And then you just scan the QR code and you're through. And then when you're traveling through Japan, you have that duty-free exemption you can get. And that expands to a lot of products, even to the three Nintendo Switch games I brought home with me. <laughs> <laughs> If you buy, I think the threshold is either 5,000 or 5,500 yen. So if you buy anything above that amount and you are not going to use that product until you return home, and I think most now most products qualify, whether it be food or something like electronics or whatnot, um, you, what, what it used to be because um, – this happened to me the last time I went to Japan in 2017. I bought some stuff uh, for my sister and my mother, and they just started this new duty-free uh, scheme. But what they did was they took my passport, they printed out several receipts, they stapled it to my passport, and then when you leave Japan, you have to go through outbound customs and immigration again. You have to hand your passport to customs. They rip out all those receipts, and they hand out the the passport back to you now. And this happened several times with Bree and I on the trip. Um, no more paperwork. They scan your passport. They electronically send whatever you purchased the information to Japan customs. And then after you go through security, when you leave Japan, you just go to customs, you just scan the passport and you're done. Wow. And they don't even stamp your passport anymore when you leave. They used to cancel your passport uh, visa with a stamp when you leave. They don't do that anymore. Now you just scan the barcode and it's already canceled. Mm. So. Now, I've never had a passport before and that, that was kind of like that was that's the stamping is like the one thing I know about passports. <laughs> um and and hearing that, it makes me a little sad that I won't get a Japan stamp. But yeah, no. No, you'll and, you'll get the sticker. You'll get the sticker with the QR okay. code when you land. That's how they do it okay. now. Gotcha. But uh, yes, uh, the the big uh, the big tip I give people: if you don't have a passport, uh, get your passport now rather than later because you oh, won't yeah. regret it, and the passports will last you for so long. And one. Yeah. Um, go. What were you saying? 
Uh, we're planning on going on a cruise sooner rather than later. So mm. I'm already going to need my passport. True. So, so <laughs> we're not right now, the consensus is we're probably not going to take one until my birthday next year. Okay. So, so I've got a little bit of time. All right, all right. But uh, no, I was going to tell you, um, I know where Numazu is. It is uh, actually might be able to take one train from Tokyo. I think they got a few trains an hour that can take you straight to Numazu, the regular commuter trains. Um, I wouldn't be surprised, especially with how popular that location is because mm -hmm. Love Life Sunshine mm -hmm. and Aqua is the most popular group mm -hmm. of the four mainline groups mm -hmm. of Love Life. I'm not surprised that they'd have a regular commuter train mm -hmm. going several times a day oh, yeah. um, to Numazu, especially right now with um, with their um, big anniversary happening. Mm -hmm. um, and um, I think they're, I think the girls, the voice actresses are all doing things in Numazu. Mm -hmm. So, so sightings could happen and um, activities during festivals. Right. Um, they could pop in, in and out. So, so it's definitely a popular location right now, mm -hmm. especially since they, they're like five years into Aqua's existence. Mm -hmm. So, so there's a lot of love live and idol stuff going on in Japan right now. And makes me wish I was there <laughs> every day. <laughs> and, uh, we're, we're getting close to the top of the hour, but there's one other thing that I wanted to suggest to you. When you go to Numazu, um, on the way to Numazu, uh, there are two stops you can get off at that I would suggest. Um, a popular spot for any visitor is uh, the stop of Odawara. Uh, that's in Kanagawa Prefecture. And from Odawara, you can take a train um, that goes up to Hakone. Very popular hot springs resort. You could take uh, buses and trams and even a, a themed pirate ship across the lake up there. And uh, it makes it for a wonderful day trip. Uh, so uh, the, the pirate trip, it may be something that he would like. Um, oh, yeah. But um, also some uh, other location that foreigners might not know about is a city called Atami. So Atami is also on the way to Numazu. And uh, it's even, you could take a commuter train there, or you could even, the bullet train can get you there on like, like the local bullet train on like two or three stops or something like that. But in Atami, which is not too far from Numazu, uh, outside of the train station, uh, they have a free open foot bath. So you can take your uh, shoes off, you can dip your feet into the free hot spring bath. So, and uh, Atami is one of the areas known for its hot springs, hot spring locations um, all over in the vicinity of the station. Uh, it's located on one side of a hill. You get a big hill on one side with um, hotels and hot spring resorts and whatnot. And then when you get to the other side of the station, you're close to the, the waterfront right there in the beach. So, Oh, wow. Yeah, definitely got to look into that. But, but no, if you, if you really want a good uh, hot spring experience, then uh, I have to recommend the one that I went to. That was my first trip to a, um, a hot spring resort uh, hotel location, and that is in uh, Otsu, which is um, just outside of Kyoto, actually, not too far, only a few stops from Kyoto. You just uh, take a, a small train from Kyoto out to the countryside, and then a shuttle bus picks you up from the, uh, from the train station, takes you right to the hotel. It's very convenient. Nice. My, my biggest thing is I have to be careful with a lot of the public hot springs and public baths because I have five tattoos mm. so, so they frown upon tattoos very much so i've been watching tiktoks and there's like three public bathhouses that are okay and then okay. i could always get and then i could always get a private one right so the, the room that the room that uh, brie and i got was with the private hot spring okay yeah see there i feel like i'd be okay yeah i think so because it's not showing everybody else the tattoos. Right. In, in Japanese culture, they think any tattoo means means you're you're a delinquent. Mm. So, even though mine are very tame, I have three anime themed ones, one video game one, one kanji. 
So, yeah. so very much the lead, uh, like very little delinquency here. Yes. And uh, you've shown me the Sailor Moon one, which is pretty cool. Yes. It's got no yellow on the back anymore. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All of my yellow is gone, but the tattoo is like 11 years old, so I'm not surprised. Oh, man. But I'm already talking to um, my new tattoo shop, the one that just recent, that did my most recent tattoo, Sylveon. Um, we're already talking about doing a cover-up because this was made by a, a toxic ex. Oh. Um, and all the line work was done by him and I'm not like I don't I, I don't see it mm. but I know it's there and I'd rather like get it covered up with another Sailor Moon piece mm. Um, and one of the artists there and I have already kind of started doing the talk and doing the um, basic and just basic consultation on it it's gonna turn from a shoulder blade piece to probably a back piece that I'm not prepared for because mm. I have a very low tolerance for pain, and yet I have five tattoos. <laughs> um, but this one was probably, like, in my top three of worst spots for me. Mm. So that's why I'm, like, I'm very, very hesitant. I can't see it, so I'm not too stressed about it. Right. But there might be a day where I am stressed about it, and I mm. just go and get it covered. All right. Uh, I, I, I would talk lots more with you, Mika, but uh, it is the top of the hour. It is time for us to wrap up the podcast, and it is time for us to find out who murdered Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But uh, no, Mika, it was really, really a treat and an honor to see you again and for you to join us here to help us out in these circumstances. Absolutely. Like, um, I had always was trying to think of ways to help out even when, even back when the uh, XAR played music. I was always trying to find a way to help as much as I could. So this is very much the least I could do in these circumstances. Neff, we love you. Get better soon. Yeah. Um, so, so I was happy to help, and I'm always happy to help. Thanks, and uh, wonderful, uh, as uh, they mentioned earlier, uh, help develop our new mascot, which is at the bottom of the screen right there, and uh, apparently your uh, your husband thinks this is a, a clue board game. It was Knuckles with a chair in the living room. He, he was definitely in something, and as we were talking about the game, I'm looking over, I have the Nationals Orioles game on, on my feed <laughs> right now, and there's a Disney ad, so... Oh, there you go. <laughs> Disney wants me back. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, we have, somebody asked if you knew how to do the... Do you know how to do the closing commentary? I, I will do it very poorly, but... All right, hang on a second. So I'll, I'll call up the closing commentary over here. And uh, so that, that'll help you out. And then, uh, all right, just go on here. All right. So if you have any questions, concerns, com uh, compliments, or complaints, come visit us um, and come visit our Linktree at linktree.com slash anime radio. There you will find our various social media links to Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, as well as our our still currently functioning anchor.fm slash anime radio <laughs> link to bring you to all of our archived podcasts powered by Spotify. Yes. And uh, also, uh, uh, our YouTube is at Extreme Anime Radio, and that is where we uh, update uh, the latest shows. And uh, this will happen, uh, well, it has to happen at least 24 hours after we go off the air with this on Twitch. Uh, but it may take a little while longer because we have to uh, address that little gremlin that happened halfway through the show. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Mika, thank you so much again. That's been a blast, and uh, we hope you'll join us again for future podcasts should the need arise. It could be soon, who knows? But uh, I know um, you're always a wonderful person helping us out, and we really do appreciate it so much. Absolutely, anytime. So, for Mika Zelda, I'm JR. Thank you for watching and listening to the XAR podcast. Um, please stay tuned to our social media and our Discord to find out when the next podcast will happen. And in the meantime, remember... Keep on looking out for the Extreme Anime Radio podcast 
Uh, Anchor.fm slash anime radio powered by Spotify. Woohoo! And on Twitch. Thanks, everybody. (laughs) We'll see you next time.